Yeah, and some of these killer fees too, the long-term storage fees. Yeah. Uh, now switching from, what was it, 240 to 180 And uh, I, I think, it, what is it, $6 and something cents, <laughs> uh, you know, is the worst part of it per a cubic foot. That's crazy. Hey everyone, this is Norm Ferrar, aka The Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing the five profit killers in your Amazon business. We're going to be talking about what are profitability tracking methods, the types of costs and fees inside your account you might not know about, and insights on addressing silent profit killers you didn't know about. Welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Okay, so today, it goes back about a month ago, maybe three weeks ago, we had a discussion in our WhatsApp group. And the name seller board kept coming up about profitability trackers. So we reached out to them and they're on today. So let's go back. Today, we're going to be discussing five profit killers in your Amazon business. Our guest is the head of marketing at seller board. His rich background spans various business sectors, such as hospitality, automotive, do-it-yourself retail, and a diverse and other diverse retail sectors. Beyond his professional achievement, he cherishes his roles as a devoted husband, proud father of two, and creativity or creatively expresses himself through beat making. Please welcome, well, not quite yet, but our guest today is a first-time guest, and that's Alex Spion. And I hope I said that right, Alex, after I already asked you how to pronounce it. <laughs> I'll say it again. Our first-time guest, Alex Spion. All right, let's have a word from our sponsor. Facing cash flow challenges with your e-commerce business? Discover Viably, your ultimate financial ally. From real-time sales data integrations to immediate funding access, Viably is here to support you. Plan your growth with their free tool for online sellers and engage with specialists whenever you need. Extend your cash flow with Viably. Welcome, Alex. Hello, everyone. Hey, um, how's it going? Doing good. Thank you. Uh, Norm, thank you for the invitation. Great to be here. You know, uh, again, I'm going to just say it. You're here because around four or five people had mentioned your company. And I, I know your company was reaching out to me uh, over the last few months. And then when I saw that, I reached back out and said, hey, we got to get you on the podcast. So this is it, it was perfect. And thanks again to our WhatsApp group. So let's talk a little bit about uh, seller board for yep. the people. And again, we we're not selling apps. I don't have an affiliate. It, you know, nothing like that. Just want to know what seller boards all about because I didn't know. Okay. Okay. Sure. Um, me being, you know, um, a part of the marketing team, of course, uh, I will try not to make it as a pitch and just will try to explain, you know, not to promote uh, the software, um, but. Sellerboard is a profit analytics software. So uh, all I do on the daily, you know, uh, as a member of the marketing team for Sellerboard is try to stress the importance of, you know, setting up a system to really understand how your uh, bottom line is, can be calculated, your profits at the end of the day, because there's so much to take into account. 
So Sellerboard basically, you know, uh, is a tool that is uh, designed to give you kind of a feeling of, you know, calmness. So you can really understand that you're okay. This is something that you are making as a profit right now. This is something that you might be expecting as profit in the near future. So you don't have to uh, necessarily, you know, start searching for a nine to five tomorrow. So uh, understanding your uh the insights, uh, so the numbers in your business basically gives you uh, a lot. It gives you, you know, a feeling that you're uh, you're okay, or not, or maybe not. Maybe you need to you know to, to you know maybe you need to pay more attention to certain areas of the business where the numbers aren't showing showing a really good result. So, what we do, we uh, provide a really accurate profit analytics um, uh, dashboard, a system. We always, uh, you know. Uh, introduce new solutions to making the accurate, uh, calculations as accurate as possible in, in more ways. And then also we have a solid uh, toolkit of additional automation tools to make some of the processes inside your Amazon business uh, easier and maybe put some of them on auto uh, mode. So, you know, uh, they can be, you know, handled uh, without doing repetitive stuff every day. So, yeah. Basically, this is what Sellerboard is all about. But uh, the main thing I want to underline it and make it in bold, uh, profit analytics is the uh, main value that we are bringing. Okay, so one of the things I, I, I want to understand about your app is that uh, Amazon fees are one thing. Yeah. But what about, uh, are you allowed to add manual? Like, let's say there's a transparent sticker that's coming from one company, an insert coming from another company, packaging. Can you in, can you put in cost of goods, all of that stuff, so you have a really accurate uh, understanding of your landing cost as well as your ongoing fees? Yes, yes, you can, definitely can. So, um, of course, pulling the Amazon fees, you know, all of them, all of the fees that apply to your business is one thing. And you can always have a transparent, you know, view of what applies to your uh, to your business as in, in terms of Amazon fees. But besides that, uh, we have uh, several options, you know, of first of all, making your cost of goods calculations uh, really accurate because, you know, uh, prices change and, you know, one batch of products could have one cost of goods and the, another one in, in like half a year on, I don't know, when you order another price, uh, pardon, batch of the same products might have a totally cost of uh, different cost of goods. So you can account for that as well. Uh, and besides that, you ha always have a lot of overhead expenses that right. you need to take account, right? So, and you maybe have overhead expenses that are maybe one time or are recurrent they happen like let's say i don't know every month you're paying an accountant or, or maybe once a year an accountant or you're paying rent for a warehouse like once a month or maybe you have one-time expenses that are linked to specific products let's say you're doing a photo shoot right so maybe you want to take all of those costs and only apply them to a list of specific products so they will be taken into account for calculating the profit for those products, not on an account level, but on the product level. And um, maybe, you know, you have expenses so big that once they are coming in at a certain date each month, then they mess up your numbers. Then what you want to do now, uh, then in that case, you want to amortize them. So you basically want to divide them in the number of days that you have in that specific month and see small portions, you know, of that expense added to your, but, uh, pardon, uh, 
subtracted from your bottom line. So you will see how they affect your profitability, this specific expense. So we do have those tools coming back to your question. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you definitely can, uh, can t- take those expenses into account. Yeah, it's so important that you have an accurate, a really accurate picture. So if you can add that, that's perfect. Okay, so let's get into this. Uh, sure. Started, uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about today is profitability tracking methods. So you want to go through a few? Sure. Well, uh, basically all of the talking points that I've sent you for this podcast are, you know, kind of like a part of the uh, general pitch that we have. So for SellerBot. And why do we step, we, we start, you know, uh, with the profitability calculation methods? Because this is what, uh, you know, is the most important part. You can be calculating your profits in different ways. So if you're just starting out, maybe a spreadsheet will be enough for you, right? So you will be taking into account your, the profit per unit that you're making, multiplying it, you know, uh, per number of units sold, and you will think that you're all right, you're doing good. But in reality, you have far more, uh, you have a lot of factors that you need, need to take into account. So uh, as you will be growing as an Amazon seller, there will time, come a time when you will understand that you are not able to process all of this data by yourself manually. So doing all of this heavy lifting in calculations by yourself uh, is not the best option. Another way to calculate, do, do your numbers is by hiring an accountant to do that for you, right? To maybe tell you whether you're profitable or not. But there are, you know, of course, downsides to this method because uh, the results come in late, so they're not actionable you will get a report from your accountant, I don't know, once in maybe, it depends, but even a week, it's it's late. You cannot act on that. Right. Uh, and it's also not cost effective. So um, then we are coming to the idea that you need a tool set up. So basically I'm, I'm talking now about any other, uh, maybe not necessarily seller board, but any other uh, profitability calculation tool like a system set in, in place that will uh, pull a live data, will process it, will take into account the factors that need to be uh, there and will calculate your bottom line. So you will be able to analyze data through different uh, optics and perspectives, like you uh, to see trends, if there are any, right? Because you have different metrics that are important. You might track... Uh, let's say the basic stuff, right? Your sales and see uh, dynamics for a specific product. So doing stuff manually and using only the reports from Amazon, which are, of course, they're uh, the most, uh, um, you know, precise source of data, the reports, but working with reports, um, like um, importing them into spreadsheets that you will be able you know, to process and do the analytics is everyday work. It's like a full-time job. So you need to set up set up a system that will do this heavy lifting for you. So um, this is the final idea about you know uh, the method that you should come to is something that you will first set up. You will fine tune which um, views and which tools you will need to run your data through just to understand how it will help you make decisions. Because like Sellerboard as many other tools, it's uh, not about accounting in the first place it's not for you know reporting uh to the irs or i don't know another um you know um uh, how is it called like uh, a system that will track uh, the taxes or anything 
it's for management because you need to understand your numbers to make those decisions do you want to discontinue a product do you want you know to maybe analyze how well you're performing in terms of bsr for a specific product what is the return rate for one of your products is it rising why is it rising maybe you have a problem with the batch of products with the quality maybe uh the expectations of the customer are not met for a specific reason so having the ability to choose which metrics you are really interested in and analyze them in perspective in dynamics uh, gives you the option to act quickly. So this is the main value of a system put in place that will, you know, um, do the calculations for you and do it live rather than, you know, uh, transforming yourself into an accountant and doing it daily, nine to five, or passing it on to someone else who will uh, do the results, you know, or, or give you the results uh, late. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, this is the main idea that I wanted to share. So you basically, it boils down to the fact that you need a system that will give you the option to act on the results that you get and do it quickly because the market changes very, very quick. You, you, you know it better than me probably. So you need to be flexible. This is the idea. Right. Uh, and by the way, I'm just looking at some of the questions and some of the comments. Uh, all the questions will be uh, asked at the end of the podcast. Uh, so if you don't hear that your questions are being answered, uh, don't worry. We usually ask them, uh, towards the end of the podcast. Okay. Now let's talk about some fees and I want to start out with hidden fees. What are some fees that, uh, Amazon sellers sometimes don't take into consideration that they're missing out mm -hmm. on? Well, uh, there are uh, actually plenty of them. And uh, of course, it depends on the business model that you have, the products that you work with. But if we are talking about fees that are necessar not necessarily there on the surface, so um, you have stuff like um, FBA inbound convenience fee, you have the FBA inbound defect fee, you might have the uh, FBA weight-based fee, um, you have fees that are there for, uh, I don't know, let's say bubble wrap, let's polybagging, uh, fixed closing fee, taping fee. Um, so there are the coupon redemption fees. There are fees that actually only apply in certain cases and you might not even know that they did apply to one of your orders. So uh, again, trying to do the calculations manually um, and not having a system in place will, you know, you will eventually run into a risk that you will not be accounting for something. And um, aside, you know, from the fact that uh, there are these hidden fees, uh, they change. So, right. and as a seller, you will not necessarily know exactly when the fees have changed. So, um, of course, you if you are, you know, an engaged seller and you are like tracking uh, always uh, the changes and announcements from Amazon, like the ones that appeared now in, in December and the ones that are going to take place in March and April, of course. Uh, but um, there are also changes that might have apl been applied to your products and uh, sometimes wrongfully. So maybe there have been some fee changes for some products that might not necessarily have been done, you know, in a, in a legit way. In that case, you already, uh, you know, might get reimbursed for these cases. And this is another topic, a whole other topic for one of the tools that we have. But, you know, keeping track of not only of the whole 
catalog of the fees, but also for the changes in fees is like really important. And uh, having a system again, that will know uh, and basically not only know, but will pull the exact fees for each case, for each scenario gives you an extreme advantage, advantage in, you know, uh, being sure that you're accounting for everything. Yeah. And some of these killer fees too, the long-term storage fees, yeah. uh, and now switching from, what was it? 240 to 180. And, uh, I, I think it, what is it? $6 and something cents, <laughs> uh, you know, is the worst part of it per a cubic foot. That's crazy. Absolutely yeah. crazy. So these are some that can just kill you. Now the um, you, you have to have your inventory. You have to have the right amount of inventory for two months or you can get hit. If you play that one right, by the way, you can actually save money. Uh, but here's one that a lot of people don't think about. I've talked about this uh, the last podcast, I believe, and that's the tariff. You go out there and you get a tariff and you don't put that. And I'll... I'll I'll tell you one that I know of, uh, and it's uh, so bad because the person had a great product, but it was big, it was oversized, uh, really oversized, and uh, they had almost a 40% tariff when it landed. So 30 some odd percent, like high 30s, took them right out. They ended up just liquidating, liquidating. Yeah. They tried to sell... It, they couldn't sell and they just liquidated their first product. And then that scared them off. These are things that you need to know right? when you're going out there and you're, you're doing your product opportunity and you might get five or 10 different products that you're looking at. You better take a look at those tariff taxes, you know, They're those tariff codes, because that will kill you. And who does that? You know, who does that? Anybody that's listening right now, tell me if you've actually gone out and asked, for the tariff code while you're searching. And if you're asking your manufacturer in China, it's probably wrong. So those are just some, some things that you look at that if you don't know these things, you can get killed. Also, you were talking about amortizing things. So if you have, uh, you, if you've got your, well, your inventory, but if you've got accounting, if you've got lawyer fees, these are all things that I don't know about you, but you know, it, it could be 3,000, 4,000 bucks for uh, your accountant to take a look at your, not audit, but review your books, right? So you got to put that in if you want to check this, like really be up to date if you want to get everything down packed. And also it's garbage in, garbage out. Um, if you're not putting in the little things, like let's say you have, uh, you know, different components coming in or it's an assembly or there's kidding, you got to add that in or you're just going to have bad information. So, yeah. uh, that, so that's just me. I just wrong. No, no, no. Hole. So, <laughs> to, to, totally, totally agree with that. And let me add some, some uh, to the list. So uh, as an Amazon seller, you know, uh, imagine, okay, let, let's just uh, try to make the list a little bit longer. Take into account the software that you are using, right? Uh, there's a lot of software that you use and mm -hmm. some of them cost less, some of it costs uh, more. Uh, take into account if you have a, like office rent or maybe a warehouse that you're renting. If you are, um, you know, of course, the services that you use, like accounting and uh, virtual assistants and stuff like that, all of that needs to be taken into account. Like uh, even the small, the small or that may, might not, not be necessarily small, but you, the trainings that you do, right? Courses, 
uh, events that you attend. This is all a part of the business. And if you, it's like an investment, if you are investing in it, then probably you should take that into account because you might want to cover, you know, these expenses and then be profitable at the end of the day. So, yeah, I totally agree. You should, you know, try to put as much as possible of those spends and expenses inside the calculation machine and have it, you know, do its, do its job. So again, this is not a pitch for your, your app, but yep. I want to ask, does your app, um, does it integrate with the like zero or QuickBooks or other accounting softwares? Yeah, it has QuickBooks integration. Oh, okay. All right. Very good. Okay. We're at the bottom of the hour. That flew by. Uh, we've got a bunch of other questions coming up uh, right after the uh, the sponsor, but uh, we have a great Wheel of Kelsey today. So this is your first time listening to the podcast. Every podcast, we give away something. And today we've got a great giveaway, but if you want to enter, it's got to be hashtag Wheel of Kelsey, or as you can see in the comments, people have been putting hashtag Wheel of Kelsey. And if you tag two people, you get a second entry. Alex, what's today's uh, giveaway? So today we are giving away uh, uh, six months of free seller board subscription. So yeah, we're we are hyped about it. Really looking forward to see who will be the winner. All right. So just hashtag Wheel of Kelsey, tag two people, and you can enter. That's going to be at the top of the hour. All right, Kels, let's go to a sponsor. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by VAA Philippines. Looking for a high-quality virtual assistant for your business? With the rigorous screening, intensive Amazon and Walmart training, and ongoing professional development, get the peace of mind with skill and motivated virtual assistants for a long-term working relationship. Hire through VAA today, and now let's get back to the show. My dog still has my socks in his mouth. What the heck? Dallas, come here. Come on. Here he comes. All right. <laughs> Thank you. And my wife's here. You want to take that? <laughs> <laughs> He brings me something, you know, during every podcast today. I don't know where he got those from. Okay. So we are back. Let's talk about uh, some of the risks of underestimating returns. Yeah. So um, first of all, returns. Uh, we talking, you know, to the seller board users and not necessarily in general, uh, attending uh, webinars and talking to the sellers, we, uh, we've observed one common thing that a lot of sellers don't really understand or don't pay too much attention to the fact how returns are being accounted for. I mean, how they're calculated. So let me, you know, stop here for a very quick second. So sure. um, every time uh, a customer, you know, um, applies for a, a refund and he wants to return the product, if he does re return the product actually to the warehouse or not, this is a separate question. We also might discuss that later, but let's suppose he does return the product. So Amazon then immediately refund, re reimburses the, the customer and uh, charges you as the seller. So the important thing to take and to understand here that from the total structure of the refund cost, uh, there are parts of it that are refunded by Amazon and there are parts that are not refunded by Amazon back to you as the seller. And there's an additional refund commission that is charged by Amazon. So uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about this uh, 
structure of the refund cost. So when a customer pays for a product, so there's, you know, the cost of goods, evidently, the FBA fee, the referral fee, there might be a shipping charge back, and there's the profit that you uh, might, you know, end up with. But when there, the refund happens, when so uh, the customer asks for a refund, the shipping chargeback, if, if there is one, is refunded by Amazon. The referral fee is refunded by Amazon. The cost of goods uh, from this specific product is like a question mark because it depends only uh, on on the uh, the state of the product, uh, how it came back to you. Is it resellable or is it not sellable? Can you put it back in you know uh, into into the market or not? So it's a question mark. Then the FBA fee is not refunded by Amazon. Um, the uh, obviously you lose your profit, right? So you, that you will uh, that's profit lost. And additionally to that, there's a, a refund commission that is charged by Amazon. So your total loss potentially uh, for every refund is like the FBA fee, the profit, and the refund commission. That is your loss, and that uh, the cost of goods might add to that. If the profit, uh, pardon, if the product came back in an unsellable condition, so this is the risk of underestimating returns. So um, paying close attention to the return rates for uh, on the product level is very very important. Understanding the reasons for returns because you know customers always should provide a reason when they ask for a reimbursement. So paying close attention to that is really important. Uh, because some of the times, the things that you might see there and understand about the reasons are really actionable. So the the most common thing that we run into is the fact that uh, customers' expectations are not met. So the pictures, the descriptions, the size of the product, the color, stuff like that. If the customer didn't really get what he expected to get, then he might re 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 return the product. And this is, uh, well somewhat easily fixable if you are able you know to do a better description if you are able to show the size to to you know to in comparison to something in your picture in your pictures and you know to do uh like uh to improve the lightning when you're taking pictures for the product so the the colors of the product will uh be uh more relevant then this is all extremely important because it might affect your return rates and um on top of that um you also have the percentage of resellable products. So you might want to pay attention to that also uh, on the product level. And uh, these are just some things that you probably as a seller should, you know, just keep an eye on. And um, because the uh, returns hide this threat for you because every return, it means a loss. Uh, in 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 some way for you, so you will basically lose more than you will get back. This is the main risk, and understanding the return cost structure is the first thing to really you know uh, understanding the, the this risk. This is uh, yeah, this is basically the the approach. Okay, very good. So let's talk about uh, sharing insights on addressing uh, these silent profit killers. You know, like such as um, oh, there's probably some discrete events that might require immediate attention in your FBA business? Mm -hmm. Of course, of course. So um, there are things, I like you know, the thing that you've pointed out that it requires immediate attention. That yeah. means that, uh, of course, you need to, you know, uh, be able to get notified instantly to act because 
every minute that you are not acting, you might be losing money. Uh, and coming back to your question, so uh, some of these, uh, you know, scenarios in the Amazon business might be uh, linked to listing changes, like name, description, uh, photos and listing, the relation between the child and the parent ASIN, uh, the brand, uh, if it changed, um, or maybe even the if the listing was suppressed, if it was closed. So all of these things uh, are one big category of important event that you should be immediately get notified about. Then uh, if you have new sellers on the listing, might, maybe you need to pay attention to that also. Uh, if you've lost the buy box, this is another important thing. Maybe you want to act, you know, to get it back immediately. Uh, if the category of the product changed, um, let's say uh, the dimension of the product changed because the category and the dimension, uh, if it, they changed, then this uh, will potentially lead to higher FBA fees. So you will start overpaying in fees. So you need to get notified about that. Mm -hmm. um, so neutral and uh, negative feedback. So also this is important because, you know, um, when you get that, uh, I, I don't need to get basically to dive into this. You know what happens uh, if you get bad feedback. And one more important thing that's uh, maybe not there on the surface, but if you have potential stock shortages, then this is also important because uh, probably if you have a lot of ASINs and you can't really, you know, keep up with all of them. So it would be a good idea to get notified in case that you will uh, you'll be about to run out of stock for some of the products. So if you're able to set up an alert for that, uh, then I would definitely recommend doing that. Yeah, yeah we saw, we just did a launch <clears throat> and we were trying to uh, bring life back to uh, this client's uh, brand and it worked. And all of a sudden, like he's back, he's, he, you know, he's in, uh, he's on page one and you're seeing him everywhere on all these different keywords. He didn't send in the inventory. Yeah. It took, it took about, uh, I, yep. I'll just say it again. I'm Canadian about, uh, so let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> uh, but it, it took him 10 to 14 days to get the inventory out. And by that time uh, it just collapsed. So, and this is about yeah. the fifth or sixth time he's done that. So it's just, it's a killer. As much mm. effort that you put into it, uh, it's worth nothing at the end of the day. Uh, but knowing that you have inventory and that you, you, you know, if you're going to have a shortage and you can plan for it, you, you know, that just makes it that much better. Uh, so I just wanted to uh, put that in there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, one, yeah, so, sorry, Norm, for interrupting. I just wanted to add, uh, even this, the thing about, you know, stock shortages and not being able to, uh, to supply the inventory in time, uh, from our point of view, and I can say it, you know, for the whole team that we were discussing this, uh, it's about building systems, small, uh, small systems that will, you know, uh, you know, keep track of this, uh, notify you about this. Uh, then maybe uh, change something, change this when a certain set of rules will, you know, will uh, uh, will be met. Then something will happen. So these small systems, they, if adjusted and set up correctly, 
they will help you because uh, there's so much to pay attention to. And you know, you're only human. You're not, you're not able to, to do all of it. So if you can use uh, you know, automation uh, in some way to your uh, advantage, then you should do it. And yeah, this is this is the same exact scenario. Well, um, just wanted also to to yeah, to, no, that's that's important. Uh, we got a bunch of questions, so uh, let's. All right. Why don't we start on it, uh, Kels? If you want to start. All right. Um, so I think this is a good one to start with uh, from Ed. Uh, what does everyone look at each day in seller board? I always look at units sold, net margin, and ratio of organic sales to PPC sales and PPC spend. That's my daily routine. What's yours? Um, so, uh, is it a question to me or uh, yeah, to it's, any uh, of the other uh, sellers? Like I mentioned at the beginning, um, I didn't know about seller board, so I I haven't been using it. So uh, this is all you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I feel like this is might be a, this might be a question to other seller board users, you know, because um, it depends. Okay, we uh, do do know what parts of the software are used more frequently, you know, and which metrics, you know, uh, people search for and use uh, more. It really depends on the business model, whether you're doing, you know, uh, arbitrage, whether uh, you're, you're private label and there's small search differences. Well, of course, if whether you're running PPC or not, that's another thing. Um, so, um, this list uh, from uh, CrossFit Carnivore is quite solid in terms of, you know, uh, of course, the unit sold, uh, the net margin, and a lot of uh, the attention is paid actually to PPC because, uh, you know, when you are uh, constantly trying to improve, uh, you know, your uh, positioning, uh, being there in the top of search, when you're trying, you know, to uh, get your ads in front of the customers, then you have some activity that you want to keep track of when you're making changes. So basically you're doing the input, you're doing some adjustments and you want to see uh, exactly what was the outcome of the next day. Because using this information, you are going to improve your method each each time. And this is a lot of sellers uh, are doing this. So they're uh, we, the adding to this, uh, they are, um, Working with the ACAS, so they are analyzing uh, what what the, what's the ACAS for their product. Um, they are um, linking the ACAS to the, uh, of course, the the bits that they are adjusting. But uh, the PPC uh, also um, there's the um, there's the uh, okay the the total ACAS, but uh, we we are calling it a real ACAS in, in SellerBot. So these metrics, in addition to the list that we uh, we have here, and um, some of the sellers really pay attention to, to the returns each day. So this is something that st stands aside. Uh, yeah, but the, the basic list provided here is quite solid, so I would agree with all of the uh, metrics provided here. Yeah, I just noticed that Tom, uh, AMZ Elite, uh, put daily profits and PPC PPC spend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Next go. Well, oh, uh, go ahead. Ju I just wanted to say that um, why PPC is really, you know, um, has so much attention. Of obviously, because you know, when you're thinking about profitability, so there are two major things that take away from the profits. So uh, these are are your cost of goods. There, uh, it's not, you know, it's not. Um, 
not even taking into account cost of goods. The Amazon fees, so some, that's something you, you cannot control. And there's the PPC. So two major parts that, you know, uh, basically if you see the percentage, how much they eat up from the profits and the Amazon fees, you cannot change, but the PPC is heavily, you know, uh, is depending on your input, what you are doing there. So yeah, uh, definitely PPC. One thing I just remembered uh, when we're talking about amortization, uh, mold costs. So that could be pretty significant too. So yep. that might be something you, you want to consider. Um, all right. So let's get into the next one. Okay. Um, cost of goods change a lot. Can we upload a flat file, uh, for example, ASIN uh, and COG? Yes, yes, you can. So there's a bulk import option for you, uh, you know, to upload all of these things uh, at once. And we provide a template so you can arrange all of your data uh, according to the template and then just hit upload and uh, you'll update all of your COGS uh, for these products instantly. Oh, fantastic. All right, this one's from Steve. Uh, how about for replacement orders? Uh, can you talk about how it works with bees? Replacement orders. So um, I don't really want to give you uh, information that will be uh, irrelevant because we are making uh, changes in this, uh, you know, calculation method now. So uh, I would rather, for the sake of uh, keeping, you know, the most up-to-date info, uh, skip this question just because uh, in the next release, I think it will be, you know, in two to three weeks, we'll have an update to the calculation method, and I'm really not not sure what the changes will be there. So, uh, you know, I would rather maybe, you know, if I will join the group in WhatsApp, come back with, uh, you know, more precise answer to that once the update will be done and uh, answer your question, Steve, if that's uh, okay with you. Okay, awesome. So let me see. You can uh, answer yeah. in the group. Yeah, yep. there you go. Okay. Um, for, from Ed as well, again, uh, if customers returns a product listed on the Amazon paper stating damage, but it is perfectly intact. What is uh, the recourse? And I guess that's for Norm as well. Well, for me, uh, one of the things that I'll do is I'll make sure that it goes back to the 3PL um, so that you can see that it's not damaged. And then I'll just put it out to resell again. Uh, there's a lot of people that will do that. Um, you'll see that if they use it, uh, it's a bit of a problem. Uh, however, uh, we'll, we'll get product that's back that hasn't even been touched. We don't know why they buy it. Maybe because they just wanted to check it out and they wanted to get compared to things. But uh, yeah, always for, for me, always send it back uh, to the, the uh, warehouse and then you just can redistribute it. Sometimes the package might be damaged. All it needs is a new package and off it goes again. And what about you, Alex? Uh, I really can't add too much to that. So uh, me not having, you know, too much uh, seller experience, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working with someone on a private label uh, account uh, recent as of recently, but I didn't run into this, uh, in, in, into these cases uh, so far. So yeah, but uh, I would agree with your approach. Why not put it into the market if you can, you know, why, if it's resellable? Right. And it can go through Shopify or you can send it over to Walmart. Just it depends on what you do. You don't have to send it back to Amazon. Um, what was the, oh, geez, I was just going to, 
there's a couple of things that uh, I've been kind of writing down, but one of them too is you talked about this a little earlier, and I just want to make sure that this is clear. That one of the if you're looking at profitability, I believe, and I've heard a lot of people say that that where you can make a dramatic turn in your profitability is in your sourcing. That is one of the single most areas that uh, it's all about your sourcing and sourcing the product properly. Um, Afalabi's put out a, a great uh, podcast about how to probably save 20, 30% of your cost of goods uh, just by sourcing and packaging properly. So that's another episode, but I wanted to put it out there. Great. Okay. And we do have some, um, I guess, comments, questions about um, like feedback for Sellerboard. So if someone wants to um, give you feedback on your software, how yeah. do they do that exactly? So there are several methods. Um, the first one, if you are a Sellerboard user, uh, the chat that is provided inside the Sellerboard uh, is the best way because, you know, there's the pipeline where the messages go to the uh, support team and they, they end up in the product team. So uh, one of the reasons we are able to constantly improve the software is because of the feedback that we are getting, because uh, the people behind Sellerboard are not necessarily, you know, sellers at this point. They're, it started, you know, as a, some, the people that started Sellerboard were sellers at that time, but now we can only, you know, analyze the request that we are getting and really try to understand what the sellers are missing and try to give them exactly that. So we are always grateful for, uh, you know, the feedback that we get. If you're not comfortable with using the chat for some reason, there's the email uh, contact at sellerboard.com or you can even email me, uh, alex at sellerboard.com. I'm also always open, you know, to, to discussion and the, for feedback. Is it available on four different platforms or is it strictly Amazon? Um, it's available only for Amazon and Shopify. Now we've trying, we've been trying to, uh, reach out to Walmart for quite a while, knocking on doors, but, uh, we just feel like there's, there's some, uh, some gatekeeping going on. I don't know why, <laughs> but, uh, still haven't re received the response from them. All right. All right. We got two more questions, uh, from Tom. Are you planning to visually split PNL to CM1, CM2, CM3? Um, not yet, not yet, but if I would l really, uh, love to know the side beside the, you know, the reasons for that. So, uh, how would it improve the overall experience? Because, you know, then I can take it back to the product team and we can discuss and really maybe introduce it to the software. Okay. And our last question, is there a change log? Uh, there's new features sent out or published to a U URL. There's so many new features rolled out. It's hard to keep up. Ah, okay, so a log of all the new features. Um, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good question. Yeah, this is not even a question. This is like a, a feature suggestion because we don't yes. have it. So basically, what we are doing now, every time we have a new feature, I prepare a, a newsletter, send it out to the customers. But I do agree with the fact that it, it's kind of hard to keep up. So yeah, thank you for the idea. I will definitely write it down just now. So. Yeah, there's another one. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, Kels, is that it? Yep. That's it All right. for uh, questions. So, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a live read. Uh, right. Okay. And this is going to be for Seller Basics. And let me see how much I can. Yeah. 
How, how many bloopers are on this one? Okay, this is all about seller basics. Hey, Amazon sellers ever faced with account suspensions, ASIN hiccups, or IP headaches? Introducing Seller Basics, your Amazon accounts guardian. With just $99 per month, or if you use code NORM, $89 a month, Seller Basics offers a dedicated team to shield your business from these challenges. Plus, this membership offers free legal consultations from seasoned e-commerce attorneys, no long-term contracts, and cancel in just a month's notice. View Seller Basics as your Amazon Accounts Health Plan. You can check out Seller Basics at sellerbasics.com. Now for the disclaimer. Seller Basics isn't an insurer or law firm. Consultations come from independent firms. Results may vary. Memberships needed before events leading to claims and terms apply. And by the way, this is one of those things, one of those subscriptions that I would definitely take a look at. If you've ever had an account suspension or a glitch in your account, uh, you know what it costs to go to a lawyer and get it fixed. This is all this is, is a uh, a way that a $99 or $89 subscription uh, each month gives you access to uh, ask questions and get the results done before any any problem arises. I'm being nice. Uh, any problems on Amazon arise. Okay, so let's get back. Okay, so is it time for us? Oh, let's do contact and then we'll go to uh, the Wheel of Kelsey. All right, Alex, where's your contact information? Contact information. Um, so, yeah, um, the information, uh, you mean to, to get in contact with us? With, yes, uh, to get in contact with Sellerboard. Yeah, sure. Uh, Sellerboard.com, uh, just visit us. There's all the contact information you might find, you might need. Uh, by the way, there's a demo account, so... Just see the demo account to, to really understand what it's all about. You have, you know, some demo numbers in there. You will understand what's what's inside, what comes into the in uh with the software. Um yeah, and for any questions that you might have, if you want to, you know, start a discussion in email, Alex at sellerboard.com. Uh, I'm very open to to conversation. So yeah. Okay. That, and not sure, but uh maybe you could post it in the uh lunch with norm group. I'm not sure if we if the listeners get a discount, uh, I have no clue. Uh, is oh, there okay. is there a, a discount available for the listeners? Uh, I will come back in the uh, WhatsApp group and yep. I will provide a link that will uh, give all the uh, you you know participants in the group an additional free month of trial. So that we only offer a f one month, and uh, the link will provide them with an additional free month of trial. Perfect. That sounds great. I just noticed that there's a couple of things coming in and I haven't had a chance. Are those questions or just comments, Kels? Uh, just one from Celis. Um, it looks like it's possible. Is it possible to pull out monthly sales data per SKU for the last five years or so? Uh, last five years. So yes, it is possible if you have five years of data. Um, let me try to be precise on this one. So uh, yeah, you have this report section. So in the report section, you can uh, specify the range, uh, the target range that you're interested in. And there you can uh, pull this report. Okay. All right. That's it. Let's go to the wheel. 
today um let me see make sure i got everyone i think we did so uh, i'm gonna shuffle these up we do this every single podcast too that's monday wednesday and friday uh if you are the winner please email me k at lunchwithnorm.com and it looks like michael michael, michael all right hooray so that's a that's a great price so that's six months six months free on seller board so congratulations, Michael. Okay, Congrats. so I am going to, you'll be removed, but stay backstage. Uh, we'll come back right. in a second. Uh, but Alex, thank you so much for coming on. I know we reached out to uh, Seller Board and uh, really glad that you came on and answered a bunch of questions, really important questions about profitability and just how to make sure that your uh, account is profitable or the information that you receive is accurate. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, Norm. Want more great information? Don't forget to subscribe by clicking here. Also, if you want to check out our latest podcast, click over here. Lunch with the, lunch with the, lunch with the.